Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit who does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, who, sorry, you have heard that is coming, that he is coming, and he is already in the world now. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Good morning, everybody. My name's Ed. I'm a student minister here at Church by the Bridge. It'd be great if you could keep uh, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6 open. And uh, those brochures I mentioned before for the more College Invitation are just on the bookshelf, if you'd like to have a look at them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have commanded us not to believe every spirit, but to test the spirits. God, give us discerning ears and hearts that we might hear your true voice. And when we hear it, we might listen and obey. For your glory and our good we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, there is little more precious to a child than hearing the voice of a loving father. When I was younger, my father worked for an overseas airline. And so he would often go on overseas trips. And on those longer trips, I used to find myself going to his wardrobe and I'd go and I'd smell his clothes just to try and remember him and and draw close to him. But there was nothing as precious as those those few short moments of that very expensive international phone call before Skype when I would actually hear my father's voice. And I presume that's why you're here this morning. Because you are a child of God or you're interested in becoming one. And you want to hear your heavenly Father's voice. But why did you come here? Why did you come here? Why didn't you go up the road to New Covenant Alliance Church, where the the pastor has has, uh, declared that he hears the voice of God directly, where he can prophesy God's word into your individual life from the pulpit on a Sunday morning? Why not go up there to hear the voice of your Father? Or why not just stay at home and podcast? Jake Oldfield, the most podcast preacher in the world. His his sermons are changing people world over. His church has grown by over 300% every year since he started it in 2007. Why not turn to him to hear the voice of God? Why did you come to listen to a student minister talk about 1 John 4? How do you know that you're going to hear the voice of God today? Because the warning that the Apostle John gives us is that not everyone who speaks about God comes from God. Not everyone who speaks about God comes from God. So John has given us a little test to perform, a little voice of God a meter, a way that we can make sure you can know for certain that you are hearing 
your heavenly Father's voice. This is it. It's our big idea for the day. It's up on the screen above me. It says, children of God, children of God, listen to spirits from God who confess Jesus Christ. Well, in order to understand why this test is just so important, we need to travel back and sit with John's original audience back in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, 90 AD. John's original hearers, his original audience, they lived so close to the time of Jesus that literally anyone over the age of 60 could have been an acquaintance of Jesus himself. They could have gone to school with him. They could have worked with him as a carpenter. They could have been at the wedding at Cana where he performed his first miracle. But how did you know who you could trust to speak about the true Jesus? Well, they, like us, lived in the age of the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit dwelling in human hearts, speaking powerfully, performing signs and wonders as he continues to do today. But so many of John's audience... There were so many people in John's audience who were willing to offer a word from the Holy Spirit. How did you know which one was speaking by the true Holy Spirit? John gives them a test, and that's our first point. Test the spirits by what they confess about Jesus. Friends, as Christians, we have to be thinkers. We don't have to be smart, but we need to be discerning. We need to always weigh up what we hear, and we never accept anything blindly. That's why John says in chapter 4, verse 1, Dear friends, people that I love, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Why? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, when I read about false prophets in the Bible, I often think of sort of, you know, a a guy with a flashing neon light above his head saying, false prophet, and he starts every sentence with, thus says the Lord. But the, the word in the original language, have a listen to it and see if you can pick up the, uh, the English that we derive from it. The word that John used was pseudo-prophetes. A pseudo-prophet. That sounds much more slippery, doesn't it? I don't really hear people walking around these days starting sentences saying, Thus says the Lord. But I do hear many people saying, I sense God wanting me to tell you, I was praying for you, and God gave me a message to speak to you. If it really is God, then that's awesome. We want to hear it, don't we? We want to be addressed by God. But... If it's a pseudo-prophet, well, there may be some truth to it. There may be half truth, but half a truth is still half a lie. So John says, verse 1, test the spirits. Test the spirits to determine if they are from God. How do we test? We'll have a look in verse 2. This is how you know, friends. This is how you can know the Spirit of God. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is from God. Not any Jesus, but the historical Jesus. The Jesus who came in the flesh, the incarnate Son of God. The Jesus who was born in approximately 6 AD, 
by Immaculate Conception through a virgin named Mary. Grew up in a place called Nazareth, a town you can visit today. The Jesus who, by signs and wonderful teachings, declared himself to be the Son of God. Who stirred up expectations that he was the Messiah all over Israel and also stirred up the jealousy of the Jewish leaders. The Jesus who was killed at the hands of the Roman authorities. He died on a, Roman, on a, on a hill outside Jerusalem, 3 p.m. on Friday, 3rd of April, A.D. 33. The Jesus who by 9 a.m. On, on Sunday the 5th was reported missing from his tomb by his closest friends. That's the Jesus that we want to test against. The issue is always Jesus. The issue back in John's day was that Jesus seemed too godlike to be human. And so they were denying that he even came as human being, as flesh and blood. If that was their issue, that he was too godlike to be human, well, our issue today is that there's no way that a human could be God. But the Jesus we test against is the historical Jesus whom the eyewitnesses report to us in the Gospels. The Jesus who is even attested by non-Christian Jewish historians. John says that every spirit who does not confess Jesus is not from God. And actually, John goes even further than that. Have a look what he says halfway through verse 3. Spirits who don't confess Jesus, this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Gee, I find the Bible writers just so confronting on things like this. But they really do provide only two alternatives when it comes to the important things of life, don't they? You might have noticed it as we've been reading through 1 John. There's really only two ways. There's light and there's dark. There's obedience and there's disobedience. There's truth and there's light. The truth will lead you to life and the lies will lead you to death. And when it comes to the spiritual realm, well, there's only one realm and it's inhabited by two parties. God and the devil or Christ and the Antichrist. And so if the Christ of God is the one who brings life, well, the Antichrist is the one who will rob you of your life. And friends, that's why John cares, and that's why we must care so much, that we test the spirits, that we are not deceived by them, and we only listen to spirits who confess Jesus because it is a matter of life and death. But how can we know and how can we trust that the Jesus they confess is the Jesus is the true Jesus? Well, that's our second point. Test the spirits by what they confess about Jesus. Next, John invites our hearers, uh, his hearers, to test the spirits by where they get their authority when they speak about Jesus. Which really, it's just so important, isn't it? Because if you and I, if we're going to base our whole lives, give our lives to following this man. We're going to give our souls, our time, our money. We're going to face persecution for this man. 
we want to make sure that we're doing it for the real historical Jesus, right? I want to be getting my facts about Jesus from people who turn over the page with me to chapter 1, verse 1, 1 John 1, verse 1. We want to be hearing about the real Jesus from people who have heard with their own ears, who have seen with their own eyes, who have observed and have touched with their own hands the living Jesus and the resurrected Jesus. They were the ones who came, who are Jesus' disciples. They're the ones whom we want to be hearing about Jesus from. But among those very first disciples of Jesus, there were a special group, a group of 12 whom Jesus personally appointed with the words, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Jesus called them apostles. These were the ones called by God to experience life in the inner circle with his son. They lived with Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They talked with him. They prayed with him. They experienced life with him, saw the miracles. They enjoyed a special fellowship with him that you and I could only dream about. But have a look at the invitation God gives us through the Apostle John's witness. Verse 3 of chapter 1. What we have seen and heard, we the apostles, we also declare to you so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. You want to get into the inner circle with Jesus, that circle of the apostles, that fellowship with Jesus and with the Father? We do it through listening to their witness to listening to their voice. And that's why, friends, we listen to this before we listen to any SBS documentary. We listen to this before we listen to Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code because they are separated by 2,000 years from Jesus. They're speculating about him, but John was a spectator of him. If you are not in fellowship with this Jesus, the most precious thing we can do is give you a Bible. We would love you if you are not a Christian person today and you don't have a Bible. It's the most precious gift we can give you. It is the witness of the true historical Jesus and by it you can enter into fellowship with God himself. Well, that's why back in our passage in verse 6, turn with me again, verse 6 of chapter 4, that's why John can say, we, we the apostles, are from God chosen by God to speak for God. And that's why we call their collections of writings the Word of God. The Apostles' writings we call the Word of God. But, verse 5, they, the pseudo-prophets, they are from the world. They are from the world, and therefore they speak from the world's perspective. And we shouldn't be at all surprised, friends, if the building of a pseudo-prophet is chocked to the brim, if they are pulling big crowds because they speak the world's language and the world will gobble it up. But who, who listens to the apostles' witness about Jesus? We do. The children of God, verse 6. Anyone who knows God listens to his apostles. 
And that's the second test. Test one, test that, they, that the spirits, test the spirits by what they confess about Jesus. Test two, test the Jesus they confess against the apostles' witness. God is calling us, Church by the Bridge, to adopt the Berean spirit. Do you know who the Bereans were? The Bereans were from Acts chapter 17, verse 11. And they were a, a, a city or a town. And Paul, the Apostle Paul and Silas came through on their missionary journeys. And the Bereans greeted them with great excitement. They loved to have them there. And they listened to them with great enthusiasm as they told them the good news about Jesus Christ. As they told them about all the things Jesus was continuing to do through these people um, as, as they continued to spread his word around the known world. But what did the Bereans do? They went home each night and they tested what Paul and Silas told them against the already revealed word of God. They tested to make sure it was in accordance with the Old Testament scriptures. And it was, and many of them believed. Because, child of God, the buck stops with the word of God, doesn't it? The scriptures are our authority. And verse 6, the one who knows God listens to them. But verse 5, the one who does not know God, who is not from God, contests the scriptures. The one who is not from God disputes their authority, argues with their credibility, or simply contextualizes the hard passages until they just don't exist anymore. Are you listening to the scriptures? Are you listening to God's voice? I'm not asking if you're hearing it, because we're all hearing it. But are you listening and obeying? I'm going to give you a moment just to ponder back over your last fortnight, last month. Ask yourself that question. Have I been listening to the voice of God? Because if you are not, you need to ask yourself the tough question. Where do I come from? Take a moment to think to yourself, am I listening to God's voice? Here's, here's the simplest test to know if you've been listening. You'd probably have to have not been at church for the last month to know that through the book of 1 John, God is calling us to be a loving community. We are to be a community who loves one another like God has loved us. So are you loving the people in this building? Not the people that you like, but every single person in this building is called by God to be a recipient of Jesus-driven love. That's a great way to listen this morning, isn't it? Over morning tea, go and love someone you wouldn't ordinarily go and speak to. I'll give you an example of where I'm wrestling to be a listener to the voice of God at the moment. As you know, I'm a full-time student, so I'm not exactly bringing in the bacon for the family at the moment. 
Um, but my wife's business is enjoying a season of great success. And now it's all very relative because um, our family, when we first got married, had a combined income less than the individual minimum wage. Um, but we are wealthier than we've ever been before. Last week, God addressed us in chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Have a look. He says, halfway through 16, we should lay down our lives for our brothers. Verse 17, if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, but closes his eyes to his need, how can God's love reside in him? It's not just you Christian brothers and sisters here at church. It's my Christian brothers and sisters at college with three kids and no wage. It's our suffering Christian brothers and sisters in Iraq. The apostolic scriptures tell our family that our money is not our own. It is God's money and it's been entrusted to us for a season, some of it, and it's been given to us to provide blessing, relief, comfort to other brothers and sisters in their season of need. And so the Yorston family are seeking to do generosity, God-driven generosity at the moment. And we would really appreciate your spirit-driven encouragement and accountability and prayers as we seek to do that. Because the buck stops with the word of God. And though the world will tell us to enjoy the spoils of our labor, God tells us that our money is his money for the good of him and his kingdom. And so we all need that, don't we? We need to be speaking spirit-driven words to encourage one another and keep one another accountable and spur one another on to be putting into practice these words from God when we're addressed by him. So we come to our third point, our final point. Listen, um, children of God can listen confidently to spirits from God who confess the apostles Jesus. Let's bring it home with this most precious verse in God's word, verse 4 of chapter 4. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them. Child of God, the message from your heavenly Father to you is that you don't need to be afraid of however much deception and lies there is out there. They will not get you. They will not get you because you have conquered them. Have a listen to the the dictionary definition of the word translated conquered here. Win in the face of obstacles. Be the victor. Conquer. Overcome. Prevail. All that is yours and mine. Not because we're smarter, not because we're stronger or wiser than the pseudo-prophets, but because Jesus, the one who overcame the deceitful powers of darkness and, and evil, Jesus, by his spirit, dwells in you and I. And so, this is our mantra. This great memory verse of chapter 4. The one who is in you is greater 
than the one who is in the world. So go ahead. Go and visit other churches if you want to. Podcast different sermons. Read different books. Listen to people's words of personal prophecy over your lives. But exercise confident discernment as you listen. Test them. Test them with our two tests. Do they confess Jesus Christ? And is the Jesus they confess in line with the apostles' Jesus? And if so, then we listen and we obey. And the voice of God, this is your confidence, friends, the voice of God will resonate with the Spirit of God who lives in you. And that can give you great confidence as you hear so many people trying to direct you in whichever way they think you should go. The voice of God will resonate with the one who is greater than the one who is in the world, which is in you, and he will direct you into truth. So if you choose next week to go along to New Covenant Alliance Church to hear the voice of God prophesied to you from the pulpit, or if you just stay at home and get your life changed by Jake Oldfield, both of which you'll find very difficult to do because I've made up their names, because I, want to, I didn't want to offend anyone, but I certainly haven't made up their realities. And I'm sure you could put a name to either one of those two. And as an illustration of how quick Christians are to be drawn to the, the novel and the unusual, I got to share this message with my preaching group at Bible College. And before I'd even got to the punchline to give away that I'd made up their names, one of my friends was already Googling them to find out why he hadn't heard about Jake Oldfield's life-changing sermons. But, child of God, we listen to spirits from God who confess Jesus Christ. And we've been exhorted to exercise confident discernment and to, to test where spirits come from before we ever entertain listening to them. Lastly, if you remain here among us at Church by the Bridge, which I hope you do, and you come back next week to hear the voice of God to you, you can be confident that you will hear his true voice because we are a Bible-believing church, a Bible-teaching church. We teach the Jesus of the apostles' witness. But you still need to exercise the Berean spirit. You need to test that what we say is in accordance with the revealed word of God. But if it does agree... And you do hear God addressing you from this pulpit or from your hive group or through a friend over morning tea, then you can take that word and you can hear it not as the word of a person, but you can listen to it as the voice from God. Friends, let's pray that we would be good listeners to the voice of God. Let's pray. Our Father God, we are your children, and we so want to hear your voice through whomever you choose to speak it. We thank you for the apostolic scriptures through which you speak to us and by which we can weigh up every other spirit. Help us to be confident discerners, God. Confident discerners who listen to and obey your voice whenever we hear it. For the glory and honour of the one who conquered the world, 
and lives in us by his spirit, our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray it in his name. Amen.